It's Wednesday of Holy Week, Spy Wednesday. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today is the last full day of Lent, Wednesday of Holy Week, or Spy Wednesday. The nickname Spy Wednesday probably comes from the fact that Judas slipped off to conspire with the Sanhedrin to betray the Lord. The Roman station today is the Liberian Basilica, St. Mary Major. We were here five weeks ago. After an apparition of Mary on the 5th of August in 352, there was a miraculous snowfall during a Roman August which outlined the plan for this church on the Esquiline Hill. Pope Liberius began the construction of the first church, though the actual site was nearby to the present church, rather than right on this spot. The present St. Mary's, however, is probably still the oldest western church dedicated to Mary. It was built on the present location by Pope Sixtus III at the time when the Council of Ephesus issued its definition that Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the mother of the person Jesus. She isn't just mother of just part of his person. Since Jesus is both perfectly human and perfectly God, Mary is also known as Mother of God because both natures are in the one person Jesus. In this basilical, you will find the tomb of St. Matthias, the 13th apostle who replaced Judas, and also St. Jerome. Housed here also is a reliquary with what are thought to be five pieces of wood from the holy manger of Bethlehem. The tomb of the great sculptor Gian Lorenzo Bernini is here, in the floor to the left of the altar, toward the chapel of the Borghese family, wherein is venerated the image of Mary most beloved by all the Romans, Salus Populi Romani, which has been here for some 1400 years. On the other side of the basilica, where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved, is the Sistine Chapel, built by Sixtus V for his own burial place. The tomb of Pius V is also in this chapel. Visit also the Sforza Chapel, which is the last work of Michelangelo in 1564 before his death. If anybody asks you why you are in untying it, the ass the disciples were sent to find, this must be your answer. The Lord has need of it. Luke 19.31 Perhaps no greater paradox was ever written than this. On the one hand, the sovereignty of the Lord, and on the other hand, his need. The combination of divinity and dependence, of possession and poverty, was the consequence of the word becoming flesh. Truly, he who was rich became poor for our sakes, that we might be rich. Our Lord borrowed a boat from a fisherman from which to preach. He borrowed barley loaves and fishes from a boy to feed the multitude. He borrowed a grave from which he would rise. And now he borrowed an ass on which to enter Jerusalem. Sometimes God preempts and requisitions the things of man, as if to remind him that everything is a gift from him. Fulton Sheen
The post-communion from Holy Mass in the extraordinary form. Oremus, largire sensibus nostris omnipotens Deus, ut per temporalem filii tui mortem, quam misteria veneranda testantur, vitam te nobis dedice perpetuam confidamus. Let us pray. Grant to us, Almighty God, to feel that through the temporal death of thy Son, which these venerable mysteries testify, we have assurance that thou hast given us eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen.